world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Hey, good morning. For those of you just joining us here, we just come through some tornado warnings here in, in uh, outside of our multi-million dollar studio. So we're kind of a little bit behind here. I just want to get some stuff up, up and running and uh, appreciate you joining us. And uh, man, what a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. You know, uh, I catch not a lot of flack, but I, I catch so much flack because my narrative goes against what I believe for the most part, the mainstream narrative is. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to get into that. This is going to kind of be a, I got some good stuff to share, but it's going to be kind of a open line. What is this Wednesday? Open line Wednesday. I go to, I go to, uh, I go to Worthing, no, Thomas Worthington high school for the seniors again today. Uh, I showed you that stuff yesterday, what that experience is all about. I go back there to a different one of the schools today. So uh, just be praying that uh, I say the right stuff. We open their eyes. They understand what's going on. We are, we are in a, um, I, I picture a, we're in a clothes dryer. She doesn't want to, you know what a clothes dryer looks like? You throw your clothes in that clothes dryer and it tumbles. I think we're in a tumble. I really think we're in a tumble. And by that, I mean, there, there are so many ideas, so many things with, that we've been taught that aren't true. There are so many things that we've taught that are true that, that have been buried underneath the clothes. And I think that there's, there's a tumbling going on, a real tumbling. And that's why there seems to be so much conver- confusion and div- diversion. And uh, golly, people don't understand what's going on. And everything that, uh, that most of us, for the mo- uh, older folks like us, would, uh, we would consider uh, normal, essential. It's all underwear flying around us everywhere, right? And... Uh, uh, I believe that we, even though, as I've shared this before, that we think in a linear fashion by decades, the 1970s, 1980s, 1990s, I believe that the world is secular. It moves in cycles, winter, spring, summer, fall. It's odd because right here today on February 28th, 2024, we have about 60 degree weather. Normally here in Ohio at this time, it's five. If it gets really heated up, we might make 10 and if it gets really cold, we might be 30 below, and it's nearly 60. And to me, it's just kind of an evidence of, golly, what? Nothing really, really seems to be normal or or, or uh, uh, nothing really that you can hang your hat on. Why? Because the, the clothes dryer is spinning. And uh, so I want to talk with you a little bit about today. Wanna, rather than this being so much a punch you in the face with all kinds of information, although I have a lot of information I'm going to share with you. Come to the realization that the scriptures tell us that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against evil spirits in high places. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down the strongholds. And no, no matter how much we talk about that, for the most part, the average Christian that you run into ain't got any clue. They have no clue or understanding. No understanding. I think one of the biggest mistakes we, we made is when we started putting uh, the devil gave him horns and a tail and a red suit. We started parading him around during Halloween that we lost our fear of evil and along with that, the fear of the Lord, which is the beginning of wisdom. And if we look around, we understand this. There isn't a whole lot of wisdom anymore, is it? What passes is wisdom. And uh, just in there. And the continuing cycling over of Trump bad, Trump bad, Trump bad. There's something something really, really crazy going on. And I don't know if you guys are following us very closely. And again, I don't think Trump's the savior, but I think Trump represents a movement, the MAGA movement. And no matter how much they 
they, whatever they try to do to him, he continues that 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 clothes washer continues to spin, and he keeps popping back up. And now I just saw today that he has a record number of blacks voting for him. Did you guys see that record number of blacks? Record number of young people are MAGA. Record numbers of mag young people are MAGA, folks. Something's going on. They're losing their whoever they are. They're losing control of exactly what's going on. Now, don't forget this, right? We're under uh, we're wrestling out against flesh and blood. Do you think the average Christian that you come in contact with really understands the spiritual war? Now, we we were dealing with somebody yesterday, uh, some a friend of ours, whose child, the adult child, is uh, clearly dealing with some spiritual issues. Whether they be demons, whether you believe in demons, whatever, whatever. But the, their adult child is clearly uh, dealing with some some demons, demonic activity in their life, around their life, about her life. And Michelle, uh, trying to minister to the family, that they they have the Christians, good Christians, have no understanding, no understanding of the idea of deliverance and casting out devils and being uh, possessed by devils. Do we really believe that? Do you really believe that? You know, I, I like to say, you know, I've been in church a long time. I've never heard anything about it. I've never heard anything about demons, possession of demons, casting out demons. Never. But yet the scripture says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers, evil spirits in high places. What does that even mean? What does that even mean? And so uh, we're, we're immersed if, uh, if you believe dispensationalism, the Antichrist is about to return, so we would expect the tornadoes and the hurricanes in the spirit realm to be up and going on more and more, wouldn't we? If you really, really believe that. And I, I don't know what percentage, but maybe 30, 30% of Christians believe we're in the end times. I don't know what the other 70% believe. 30% were believe in the end times. Why, are we acting, why, why aren't we acting like it if we really, really believe that we're in the end times? And I believe it comes down to the to the to the information age, how they have captured us in the information age. And, and I want to uh, I want to play something for you here real quick. It's a second thing, Spencer. As we jump off here real quick, the religion of the Antichrist, the Antichrist. Now, hang on a minute. The Illuminati, the Vatican. Blah, blah, blah. But is there really a religion of the Antichrist? Well, hey. I, Tell me this, what's going on? The queen dies, we get a new king, and suddenly he has cancer? Huh? What? Something's happening here, but it isn't exactly clear. So this is about five minutes, and the religion of the Antichrist is being created. Go ahead and play this. Fair world in the hands of just a few powerful families controlling everything? Will the Antichrist emerge from this group of people to dominate humanity and fulfill biblical prophecies? I'm talking about the Illuminati, a secret society that originated in Germany in the year 1776. And in today's video, we will uncover what is behind this group, the symbols they use, and the reasons that lead us to believe that everything may be related to the prophecies of the apocalypse. According to beliefs, the Illuminati group was created with the intention of establishing a new world order by uniting political, economic, and religious powers. On the 1st of May, 1776, five men gathered in a city in the Kingdom of Bavaria, present-day Germany, and made a pact to create a secret society. This society would be called Illuminati, and the leader of these five men was the lawyer Adam Weishaupt. He was influenced by Enlightenment ideas and wanted to create a new world based on knowledge and education. For this, he proposed something grand. People from all nations should unite in a single belief and create a single form of government known as the New World Order. Since then, this idea has influenced many thinkers and artists in various ways, as exemplified by the singer John Lennon, who wrote the well-known song Imagine, where he asked us to imagine a world without nations, religions, and wars. The most striking feature of the Illuminati is their interesting way of manipulating people, especially the wealthy, intelligent, and powerful. Proof of this is that shortly after its formation, the Illuminati group already had thousands of members across Germany, leading the government to persecute and imprison them on charges of conspiracy against the homeland. At that time, a decree was signed prohibiting the creation of secret societies in the country, and the Illuminati were declared extinct. But let's be honest, brothers. 
How could the German government ensure that a secret society, involving so many wealthy, powerful, and intelligent people, would simply cease to exist, because a law against them had been created? It is much easier to believe that these groups expanded even more and are now present worldwide, seeking to fulfill their goal of unifying the world and gaining absolute control of the planet. According to those who believe in this secret group, the Illuminati's influence in the United States was so significant that several of their symbols are printed on the $1 bill. President Roosevelt, one of the most powerful members of the American Masonic Society, used the design on the bill to include all this information as a clue to new Illuminati projects. Some believe that the heirs of this secret group now manage finances, the press, and international politics worldwide. Additionally, there are still widely used symbols today that would be evidence that the Illuminati exists and is keeping an eye on us. The first symbol, the pyramid. For the Illuminati, the pyramid symbolizes a hierarchy. On the $1 bill, for instance, it has 13 levels that supposedly represent 13 family bloodlines that still control humanity today. Many believe that 99% of the world's population is governed by 1% that holds all forms of information and power. Moreover, these families control 70% of the planet's wealth. Notice that this pyramid is not complete, indicating that the Illuminati sect has not yet achieved its goals in the world which would be fulfilled with the arrival of the Antichrist and the establishment of the New World Order. The second symbol, the All-Seeing Eye. This is the symbol most associated with the secret group Illuminati, present in various places and also on the American $1 bills, which bear the inscription 1776, the year of the United States Independence, and coincidentally, the year of the Illuminati's founding. The All-Seeing Eye symbolizes the great architect who observes everything we do. The third symbol, the Eternal Flame. The flame is perhaps the strongest symbol of the Illuminati, conveying the idea that the members of this secret group are the true enlightened ones. It is no coincidence that the Statue of Liberty, created by the Freemason Frederick Bartholdi, carries a torch. For many, it represents the establishment of the New World Order. The fourth symbol, the Owl. The Owl is typically associated with knowledge. This is because the Owl was the symbol of Minerva, the goddess of wisdom. The Illuminati, as the name suggests, consider themselves the most enlightened and wise individuals on the planet. The fifth symbol, the obelisk. In pagan cultures, obelisks symbolize authority's control over the people. The Illuminati uses obelisks to represent their unparalleled and immense power, placing them in almost every major city worldwide. How many times have you admired an obelisk without suspecting that it could be a symbol of this group? The sixth symbol, the pentagram. The inverted pentagram is known for its association with the occult and satanic rituals. Originally a talisman against demons, today it is seen as a symbol of evil, even used by Satanists. In the year 1791, the President of the United States, George Washington, hired the Freemason Pierre Charles L'Enfant to design the capital of the country, Washington, D.C., on the city map. A version of the inverted pentagram can be observed. The seventh symbol, the number 666. The number 666 is the number or mark of the beast, associated with the Antichrist and is used by many public figures as a homage to the Illuminati. The gesture we commonly make to signify that everything is okay or perfect, according to the Illuminati, is the representation of three sixes. According to scholars, these are the main symbols associated with the Illuminati, visible in various aspects of society. Due to all the characteristics we have just seen, many believe that the Illuminati aims to establish a satanic government worldwide and that they truly work for the Antichrist. Is this really true? I believe it is. The main thing we need to know is that there is a force manipulating the world and that force is the devil. All groups that oppose the Bible and do not recognize that Jesus is the Son of God who died on the cross and rose again are used by Satan. Consider the warning that the Apostle Paul gives us. Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. This is how you can recognize the Spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God, but every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming and even now is already in the world. This shows that the organization manipulating the entire world is not human. It is spiritual. The devil merely uses people to fulfill his plans. The Bible states that our struggle is not against human beings, but against Satan and his demons. Even if there is this secret group called the Illuminati, they are not more powerful than God, and therefore we do not need to fear them, amen?
I know we may feel powerless with so many reports that evil is spreading throughout the world and that we are manipulated by such powerful organizations. However, Jesus made it clear that the devil, the prince of this world, is already condemned. He may try to appear strong, but he knows his destruction is imminent and is doing everything to lead people to perdition. Therefore, my dear brother and sister, surrender your heart and life to Jesus, for only he has the power to destroy the enemy. Let Christ rule your life and be careful not to lose focus. As the Bible says, we should be prepared for the return of Jesus, not for the arrival of the Antichrist, okay? <laughs> See what Christ himself said. <laughs> Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known at what time of night the thief was coming, he would have kept watch and would not have let his house be broken into. So you also must be ready, because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. Is the power of the... Amen. Okay. Okay. So look, that's opening up a can of worms. What would what would be the odds of your pastor playing that in a service? Would he have any idea? See, we have been taught in our in our modern Christianity that the devil is just after you. It's a personal battle between you and the devil. That's where it is. Oh, that devil. Oh, he's out to oh, he's out to kill and to steal and to destroy, which the Bible doesn't say that. But that's what they would say, right? And they make it a personal battle between you and spirit, the devil. They call it this devil. But the devil has minions, right? We know this. And our wrestling is against those, the principalities and powers. And as we sit here today and we look around what's going on in, in America to the point where we can actually believe that a little boy can be a little girl and a little girl can be a little boy just by changing who they are. How could this, how could this powerful delusion come over? That's first, uh, that's second Thessalonians uh, chapter two, I think it is. Pull that up for me. That the, because we rejected the truth, the Lord would send a strong delusion that they would believe a lie. And let's ask ourselves a very simple question here today. Is America for the most part, is the church for the most part believing lies? Are we believing lies? And is it possible that what we're dealing with today is not the attack of, by the way, I think the Antichrist is a system. Is there going to be a true Antichrist? Maybe, but the system is already here. It's already at work. Through the, the son of disobedience, it's already, look. And with all, start with, got it up on the screen. Man, who's it? Spencer, I'm going to give you a raise. I'm going to give you a raise. And with all the, Spencer, go back a little bit farther. Go back to about verse, let's start at verse five. <clears throat> yeah, there you go. Let no man deceive you. Evidently, it's easy to be sub sub subdued. Go back up a little bit, but I'm sorry. Verse three. Let no man deceive you but for, by any means, for that day shall come, shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and the man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalted himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he, as God, sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Is it possible that the Antichrist spirit right now has invaded many, many churches, and he's sitting in the temple Amen. Teaching people things that are not of the Lord. Is that possible? Is it is that happen? Remember you not that when I was with you, I warned you of these things. And know you not that and now you know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity is already at work. Only he, Holy Spirit, who now letteth, will let. Until he be taken out of the way, till the Holy Spirit's removed. And when the Holy Spirit's removed, then shall the wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth. The devil's gone down and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness and then the perish because they received not the love of the truth. Can I stop right there a second, Steve Deck? They received not the love of the truth. Somebody say amen. They Boom. receive not the amen. love of the truth. Lies, lies. We have Christians who think homosexuality is okay. That God loves, we have, it's a delusion, a strong delusion. By the way, verse 11, and for this cause, what cause? Uh, they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. 
God's going to send a strong delusion. And they're going to be able to start believing all kinds of crap. Huh? That they might, that they all might be damned who believe not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Ask yourself this question. Are we living in a culture and a society where we're having pleasure and unrighteousness? Are we living in a culture and a society where millions and millions and millions of Christian men, Christian women, Christian children watched a demonic halftime show and didn't even recognize it for what it was? And is that the judgment of God upon the church? Now, I don't want to come across as holier now and say I'm above all this stuff because this assault is going on everywhere. But unfortunately, we're not being taught in our churches how to recognize evil and what to do about it. Amen. That's why we're in the mess we're in. And I said the other day, uh, you look at the political system, look at the political system, whether it be Donald Trump or Ted Cruz. Anybody see any... Any sign of Christianity in anybody? Anybody standing up and blowing the horn? Anybody standing up and demanding righteousness? Anybody? Any elected official? Any elected official? Huh? Or hang on. Oh, am I going to say, let me say that, Lord? Okay. Well, they'll sure blow the horn of Israel, though, won't they? They'll sure stand up and protect Israel. They won't protect our border. They won't, they won't protect our children from being sexually indoctrinated with Doctrines of devils, they won't stand up and speak out against that, right? Churches, do churches do churches stand up and oppose wickedness? Churches opposing the slaughter of unborn children? Children opposing the teaching of homos deviant sex in our schools? Are the churches standing up against that? No, no, why? Because the Lord sent a strong delusion that they'd be a lie, believe a lie, that we're just supposed to love everybody. That's Could that be some, Could that be the strong delusion? I don't, I don't know, man. I, I can tell you this. You become more and more of a freak if you point out things that aren't true. You become more and more of a freak. People are so brainwashed. And I say it's a result of the judgment of God. I got something else I'm going to get into. But I want to hear from Rochelle and then Mark. Go, go Rochelle. Thank you. Hey, good morning, team. Um, yeah, so I've been down the rabbit hole for the Illuminati and New World Order. and um, it, with those efforts, I guess I kind of found out that the the ultimate objectives of Satan is not is not this. It's, rather, these entities represent what's meant to be the a clear kind of darkness that is meant to be toppled, um, and that's going to be a deception of Satan's illumination. He's going to come. See, his tactics have never been to dominate us or um, a direct opposition type of thing. What he does is he alienates us, especially those who are selected by God. And then he, um, he really kind of achieves that by disguising spiritually dead teachings as though they are enlightening or spiritually with, positive. With, by the way, with the permission of the Lord, right? He sent the strong delusion they'd believe a lie. That's Lord right. Because we rejected the truth. That's right. That that is very important that we see this because we're going to have people that we like what they say and they could be a part of the strong delusion. Um I just want to bring up I know everybody loves Trump here but let me just tell you one thing. Um when he first got into office, he enacted an executive order that ex everybody had to sign it that they would not after they got left Congress, they would not lobby, they would not do these things. And, you know, he was trying to get rid of the swamp system. Uh, the day before he left office, he rescinded it. So it was just, a, and I didn't, I thought that was, oh, he's draining the swamp, right? No, he he's just a player in this. And um, God is using him. However, we need to understand this is to be revealing we have to start repenting because the thing is, if we don't realize that we're a part of the beast or a part of the woman that rides the beast, we're not going to get it. And we're going to pick a team and we're going to say, we have to go fight this and we have to go fight that. And Satan's going to feed into our own egos. And then I think you might've mentioned this one time when you talked about the NASCAR crowd. Um, anyway, that's where I'm coming from on this. And thank you for there's broaching more, this topic. There's more being done for righteousness by the unsaved NASCAR crowd than in most churches. Huh? 
they're, they're pushing the NASCAR crowd. They're pushing back. Churches, they, they don't care. Churches don't care. We're going to be raptured out of here. It's unbelievable. Martin, come on, and then Jeff. Uh, for our dear sister Rochelle, thank you. That what she said is exactly on par, and I'm the same way. Um, I voted for Donald J. Trump in 16 and 20, but until he repents, Coach, I will not. I will not pull the lever for the man uh, until he repents. Um, cause I know my scriptures and it reminds me coach, <clears throat> excuse me, of King David, when King David got prideful and, uh, he decided he was going to count the troops and Joash, his very backstabbing general said, uh, even that unrighteous guy said, King, don't do this. Don't mess with God. And I, I, I kind of see that same arrogance in, uh, Donald Trump. So, so let me ask you something. It's going to be Joe Biden or Donald Trump. Right. It's going to be it's going to be Joe Biden or Donald Trump. So are you ask me who I'm going to vote for? Well, that's where it is. Um, I'll probably vote for my uh, pet dog Ace. <laughs> I mean, I, I consciously, in my conscience, coach, I can't vote for someone who's who's uh, involuntary manslaughter. My brother is dead due to warp speed. There's uh -huh. no repentance. I can't vote for someone who's. Caused involuntary man. Martin, who are you voting for? Because one dog, of those guys, one of those guys, is going to be president of the United States. My dog Ace from my childhood. Ace ain't going to be ain't going to be president. I see. So I'll ride in, coach. So just stay home then. So just I'll stay ride home. in. No. I'll so, ride in. Other, so in other words, we're looking for. Look, I don't want to get into this debate. I don't want to get into this debate. Let's go, Jeff Klein. Let's go. I think I'll say this real quick. Pastor Bill didn't vote for Donald Trump first election. He said, "I can't do it." His strip club and mentality and all his vote, can't do it. Second time he did. Now he's looking at prison time. Now he's saying, let's get the man that God's going to use. Let's get Trump in there. Get me pardoned. Get me out of prison if I go. So here's what I say. I went to that political event. I believe we got to repent. We got to take that repentance message everywhere. So in the process of taking America, you need to repent. You little churchgoers, you need to repent. Go to the political events when you got 10 or 15 politicians in there, they're all evil and they're all serving Satan and no. go and get that message. I stirred it up up there Sunday with all the politicians. I carried my Bible in, wore the Jesus standard shirt with all the stuff on the back and went in there and stirred it up with the politicians. Then afterwards got to speak to, cause all I've been there and them Republican little parties, they all say they're Christian man. The conversation you get to have with these people in there, tell them to wake up and repent. It, it was good, so, but I think that's where we got to go. From now to November, political events are just all them idiots in there hobnobbing with politicians. Go in and just kick it, turn the turn the tables over. That's right. It's all local. It's all local. It's all local. Roger Weaver, Dave. I'm just reminiscing for a second. Do you know that your ministry started the first Trump go round? <laughs> I mean, that's uh, seven eight years ago, isn't it? Well, you mean on the radio, on this, yeah. No, on the queue. I mean, I remember yeah. in the early days when Trump was running yeah. um, the first go-round. Now, we were second. It's unbelievable. Yeah, in I'm fact, I was, I was out front with him before anybody else was trying. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I think of all the all the time I've spent with you in the morning. That's going to be dangerous huh? to think about. So. Amen. All right. Amen. Oh, I could I could go a lot of direct. We could go a lot of directions now for sure. Gene, come on in, Gene. Yeah, I just wanted to say, uh, you've got to choose. I guess the less of the evil, but Trump is the only one that's ever I've ever heard that says we've got to listen to God. God is watching us. Now, even if he doesn't believe. By the way, he gave us three pro-life judges. Yes, and look at the other man. He's He's for killing babies. People, wake up. Gene, Gene, and the reality is one of those guys, one of those parties is going to be, they're going to be president, right? Now, here's the problem, Steve. The problem is and continues to be the church. The church is what makes it possible for these type. Glenn, Glenn uh, our dear friend Glenn Claremont and our dear friend Angie and our dear friend, uh, I'm, I'm thinking of some others, who are involved 
in Republican circles or Republican central committees, Julie, Julie, hey, uh, how Christian are those Republican central committee members, Glenn, Angie, Julie? Somebody come on in here and tell me just how Christian that Republican Party is. Would, would you help me? Uh, th- there are some. There are some. Uh, but the vast majority are not. What are they, Glenn? What would, what would you say they are, Glenn? They're, uh, they're political activists. They're, they're people that are looking, uh, you know, uh, for positions. Uh, you know, th- <laughs> yep. they, you know, looking for their own interests. They're looking for their own interests, right? How much more you suppose that is as we go up, up the ladder? And uh, I, I say the same thing. You don't have to be a man of God to be God's man. And I believe America is in a position where there's going to be a lot of tearing down going on. There's going to be a lot of tearing on. Tearing on. See, I, I, I don't want to get into the debate. Dave Allison, come on in. I'm going to give you a great example here. Hey, hang on. Um, hang on a second. Hey, Martin, it wasn't Donald Trump's vaccine. That's right. Now, we all know this. He should have known better. But if I'm president of the United States, and I put myself around a bunch of political wonks that are giving me information at the beginning of that thing, I would hope I'd have the discernment to understand what's going on. But I don't think Donald Trump has the Holy Spirit in the way that I do, or in the way that you do, Martin, or in the way that many of us do. And I think a lot of things happened that if he had it to do over again, he would do it over again. Go ahead. Who did Who did I call in? That was me, Coach. Was, and Go ahead. I'm sorry. Me, I'm going to give you a great example here. <clears throat> How, where, where the church is at. So I've been going to school board meetings, went to the third Algonac school board meeting on Monday, and one of the board members is a pastor of, the, of a church in town, okay? And we, we've been going to try to restore the word of God in public school. And, you know, Coach, isn't it a shame that I got to call this guy, and it's and I hate to is I got to call this guy and say, Pastor, is there any way that you can help get some ground swell here in this community? Because you've got influence. You've got influence. If I call your pastors in your town and say, hey, I need you to come and stand with us, they're not going to hear me. But they respect you. You're a well-known pastor in your community. Now we've gone three times. i got to call you yeah, and ask you for your support? Are you kidding me? So I'm telling you, I'm calling them out. But this is the way, this is the way it is. And we got to sit there and fight this battle on our own because they're not going to do anything. So you're right, coach. I, I'm telling you right now, I've, I've lost all, almost all, all respect for the denominations that are in my area. And I, I, uh, fellowship is really difficult to find here. I'm telling, but and there's you, a good example. You got a pastor, you got people coming and saying, please restore some virtue. Please restore the word of God. You're, you're cheating the children out of where our principles came, where these their virtues came That's from. Right. You're cheating them. They don't know why why you shouldn't murder. They don't Christian know. Christian pastors don't even care that their children are being taught lies in school. They don't even care. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, the problem's, problem's not the Republican Party. The problem's the Republican Church, in my opinion. Teresa. Yeah, you're involved, Teresa. What's your two, what's your two cents on it? My two cents is um, so many people on here are saying they're not voting because the candidate's not Christian. But I went to an event for a friend who's running for office. Mike Pence was? Hang on, Mike Pence was a Christian? Go ahead. Yeah. But I personally know this person. She is a Christian. She's running for office, and 10 people showed up to her to her um, fundraiser. And she has to cover four counties and run against an entrenched Republican who is not a Christian and has not voted conservatively. And, 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 and I want to know where all the Christians are. Has all that Republican money behind him, right? All that Republican money. Because they don't want Christians in office, folks. Exactly. The Republican Party doesn't want Christians in office. We have to put boots on the ground behind the words we're saying here. We have to we have to not just show up for their fundraisers. We have to help them campaign. We have to go door to door. We have to be there. Yep. Amen. Amen. Hey, hey Coach, I was disappointed. You know, Janet Porter ran for Congress. Yeah, you know, and she's a, she's a stalwart. Okay, absolutely. Couldn't couldn't get elected. Churches wouldn't support her. 
churches would not support it. It's unbelievable, isn't it, Glenn? Dale. Hallelujah, Coach. Going back to that, I think you kind of let the cat out of the bag. You know, listen, I didn't vote for Donald Trump in 2016 because I didn't vote Republican Party. I was the chairperson for America's Party with Tom Hoffling. But what I saw what Trump did, and let me tell you what, we're not electing a pastor. We've heard all that cliche. But he got up there, brother, and he he what he now knows is that swamp is a lot deeper a lot wider than what he thought it was because he was close to these politicians. But when we go to the jab, let's understand something. He put a so-called Christian in charge of that by the name of Mike Pence. That's who he put in charge of that thing, if you remember, right? Yeah, yeah, that was that whole thing. And when we talk, and I'm just, I shared this yesterday, that it, that we got false uh, pastors out there, but the people, we are the church, and therefore I can't I can't just keep using the church as the scapegoat when I am the church. Amen. And Amen. what am what am I doing? The man that's in the mirror every morning coaches the biggest problem. And yeah. the question is, what is he doing? Amen. I love you. I appreciate you. And you Amen. know what? As a pastor, I'll be pulling the lever for Donald Trump, not because he's a Christian, but I believe he is patriotic towards this nation. We're looking for somebody to lead the nation, not lead the church. We need leaders, and you've asked that. Show me a good Christian leader. They're not out there. No, they're not out there. No, no, no. Amen, Amen, Dale. Good job. Well, I, I, I could go. I don't want to get into the debate, right? One wants to open You're the borders. It. One wants to close the borders. Laura Ann, come on in. Hello, Laura Ann. Gene Schroeder, come on, Gene. Yes, we look at this. We as Christians, we don't have a religion. We have a way of life. And the Constitution says you have a freedom of religion. Religion is a belief. It can be anything. That's true. And and we take it that all these people have to believe the way I believe. Right. But we live in a republic, not a democracy. A democracy is anybody. I mean, okay. it's 51%. <clears throat> but a republic is I can believe what I can believe. But you don't miss with my belief because I have that right. We don't understand that. Okay, so let's understand this, that religion, freedom of religion, religion, if you, if you were to look it up, I'm not going to take time to do it, basically says the duties and responsibilities that you have before God. That's what religion is, rules and regulations. That's religion, all right? So it should, it should have said that we have freedom of denominations because when America was, was founded, they called denominations religions. And so there are a lot of different religions. We still use that term today, but really it was denominations. That's what they meant. It wasn't everybody didn't have to be a member of the Church of England. You could be a Baptist, you could be a Lutheran, you could be a Methodist. Freedom of religion meant freedom of denominations. Not not all not, not what we've made it to be now. Freedom of no religion. That's really what where we are. Lorraine, you want to try it again? Yes, sir. Thank you. Um, yeah, and there's a lot of these pastors, their kids are, are flipping sides, are getting carved up, you know, and um, that's why they're not saying anything. And they don't, and since they're underneath government control because they have a 501c3, they don't want to give up the 501c3. Because if they say anything that goes against culture, it'll, it'll, they'll lose their whole business dynamic and it they're going to be taken down and they're more they're they're more concerned about that they're not concerned about somebody's soul or doing any of those things and and with them now coming after homeschoolers because a lot of christian homeschoolers are there and you know they're and there's a faith base there and they want to wipe that out okay so let me let me let me uh i don't mean to step on what you just said i don't agree with you i'll tell you why Pastors don't care about 501c3. They don't want to take positions because it will divide the congregation. That's why 
they hide behind the 501c3. It ain't got nothing to do with that. It, they're easy to stand up and say, boy, I would sure love to, I'd sure love to talk about that, but we're just not allowed to, we're just not allowed to discuss politics. It's it's a it's a skirt they hide behind. In my not so humble opinion. So those of us who think they're not speaking up because of their 501c3, they're not speaking up because of their cowardly to begin with. John, the thief is cometh but to kill and to steal and to destroy. And the priest is the hireling pastor who's worried more about people loving him than he is representing the kingdom. That's my opinion on that one. P.S. Come on in then, Judah. Michael, uh, Dave, you know, this uh, just as well as anybody, a man is known by his enemies. Right. And that's, I think that's the argument it always comes back to with the election and the vaccine, yeah. vaccine and all this stuff. Yeah. yeah. And if the guy's not driven by the Holy Spirit for all the fighting he does, I, you know, I think yeah. a person that's not filled with the Holy Ghost is not fighting like he does. So I'm, I'm te- well, at least I don't know if he's filled in the Holy Ghost, but prompted by what? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. God bless you, Judah. What's uh, what's great is is uh, just the, the ability for people in here. Their brains are thinking. Yeah, it's good. You can think versus being spoon fed. It's uh, it's incredible because then the Holy Spirit can start to work in there. Um, just something to point out. This is fascinating because he does it over and over again. But uh, Trump mentioned Nikki Haley's husband, and people caught what he said. And he said, "Where is he? He's not here." And people want to know what does that mean. And so this this is a play on words. And so when people come back to this J6 topic, they have to understand who these um, <clears throat> secret militia groups that do planning for the CIA and these other cover groups, Nikki Haley, along with Betsy DeVos, these groups, their families own these mercenary uh, groups that do all these secret covert missions for the CIA. Well, <clears throat> Nikki Haley gave a talk uh, two nights ago and she mentioned, started talking about her husband, and she actually started to cry, and then they stopped it and moved off the camera. But I would strongly come to the conclusion that uh, Nikki Haley's husband is no longer with us, based upon Trump's words. Mm. And he points these things out, and they're things for people to catch. But it's again, it's these things that when people see what he says, he's telling people in broad daylight who's with us and who's not. And why, as this story plays out, this operation, uh, people got to come to the conclusion that there's an operation that's definitely taking place. And uh, going back to that, Mike Pence was put into position, and he told the entire world, Mike Pence, you are the head of Project Warp Speed. The question is, people got to understand why. Why, why, why? And this is the conclusion as we come to understand this, this next phase of this operation, we're watching it clearly. And so uh, it's exciting to see, but, you know, Coach, man, you've been right on it on top of everything. And it's great because uh, Ivan Ranklin is probably the tip of the spear in all of these topics. But, uh, again, it's interesting. Uh, Ivan's calling out Mike Pence once again. So, um, anyways, exciting times. Exciting times. <laughs> yeah, Martin, there's your enemy right there, Mike Pence. There's your enemy. Amen. Amen. Form of godliness denying the power thereof of such men. Turn away. Hey, Mark Madeline, good to see you, man. How you feeling? I'm good, Coach. Uh, better, anyway. Still on dialysis. Hanging in there, uh, um, you know, healing now or healing in the future. Uh, but the reason I raised my hand, the in regards to the 501c3, uh, there have been several pastors uh, that have challenged that. Uh, none of them have had no, no, any no. repercussions from no. uh, from the IRS. So it's okay. just a crutch. It is. It's just a smoke screen. Is all it is, Frank. No church in America has ever lost its 501c3 for getting involved with politics. I'm telling you, trust me on this, would you please? Pastors don't want controversy. They don't want controversy. That's why they don't speak about these issues. Tim Tubra. Well, Coach, I'll never forget before Trump was elected, when I was going through my uh, lawsuit at the U.S. Supreme Court, when you invited me to come to your house and go see Trump. 
Yep. Uh, that was a fantastic time. <laughs> and not only that, uh, I'm happy for my denomination because I won at the U.S. Supreme Court. And they had to pay me $500,000 to go away. <laughs> hey, that's good, huh? Yeah, that worked out. Hey, have a great day. I met <laughs> Oh, yeah, this is what's so cool. There's so many different opinions. Now, think about this. Think of all the people you go to church with. How many different opinions are there in your church and you never hear them? You never hear them. You never hear them. Why? Because they don't want you to get together and have different opinions. It's all part of this scheme. It's all part of it. Wake up. Wake up. Oh, my goodness. Where am I here? Roger Weaver, come on in here. Then Randy. Well, two things. One, it's about the budget, Dave. You're 100% right. I know it is. They I do not want to offend because they've got to make budget. The second right. thing is, we are all forgiven, and I understand that of our sins. Nikki Haley has had multiple affairs while her husband has been deployed. We are forgiven of our sin. But then don't come back and try to tell me what a loving husband, wife you are and for your husband who's you know, deployed overseas, be a little quieter about it, I guess is what I'm saying. It, <laughs> yeah. I know she's forgiven if she's gone to the cross with that, but don't make that the forefront now of some campaign. Good point. Good point. By the way, that's not even a real name, right? Nikki Haley's not even a real name. And number two, how many of you know this? In the recent uh, primary, was it last night or two nights ago? Not the one in South Carolina. Uh, the other one, uh, 37% of her voting base was Democrats. Did you know that? 37% of her, those who voted for her were Democrats in the primary. Jeff, and don't, uh, Randy, and don't, and Jeff. And don't get me started on Mike Pence. <laughs> yeah, don't get me going. He's a Christian. Hey, he, he never meets with a woman alone. He never does. He just meets with the Masons and the Luciferians. He meets with them alone. Go ahead. Uh, who did I say? Randy? Coach, if we judge if we judge everything on personal failure, we can't. We couldn't vote for anyone. I, I wouldn't be able to do this. Show. Okay, sure. we've all been guilty of something, and and probably still are. But but uh, David, King David was he was a man of God, a man after God's own heart. God placed he placed much of the future on what David did, the the power of what he did, even. Mm-hmm. Yet, David, look at the personal failure. See, but the key to is is repentance. We know that, okay. But but I want what I want to move on to, Coach. We, once everyone gives their opinion, once look, we don't have to come back in three or four more times here. We're not making a a case for me. This should be about okay, you Coach. You let everybody say their two cents. We appreciate that. But don't take advantage of that, folks. Just. Say your point and move on. If it if you want someone to hear it, that's good. Plant the seed. The the good seeds will come up. The ones that aren't won't. So don't make this about you and about me having to be right. That's just the soul. That's just a that's just the selfish little little bastard soul that we have in us that we have to say no to from time to time. Yeah. And we have to be b- bigger than this, coach. We cut up. I'm not against getting to the truth and having a good discussion. Me and Roger, we we can do that. But at the end of the at the end of the discussion, you, it, you can't be mad because you didn't get your way. You just you got to say your piece. That's good enough. Move on, folks. Well, I can tell you this honestly. If I had my choice for president of the United States, it wouldn't be Donald Trump. It'd be me. But I'm not on the ballot, and you guys can all write me in. I ain't going to win. And you might feel better because you voted for me rather than Trump, but you're helping the other guy win. <laughs> Sorry. I, it's, it's, what I say? Rochelle, come on in. So, now, hang uh, on, Rochelle. I'm not talking about Trump. Good. Okay, good. <laughs> no, actually, I drew the satanic setup. So, um, Listen, like guys, the deep state is being talked about on Fox News. Right. I, is this really a secret society anymore? No, it's being exposed. It's all being exposed. We right. ought to be excited about this, right? So, um, okay, so this this is something like a diversion. So you take whatever their fake agenda is, like climate change or or gender, men can have babies, and they feed it 
they this big ridiculous lie they make it so big and then you're like okay i guess i gotta go along with the crazy people and then someone says the obvious like uh no there's only two genders and then they become a hero right now you've got this hero and this activates a counterculture and this great awakening and it's all god related new age feeds into it if you all knew the new age you uh, um you got q drops you got this whole consciousness thing going on all to lead to this deception of peace and security where you think you're the winners and the champions um satan's spinning a web you know and he's channeling people I, I believe that. I believe he can channel. I mean, he, we know him, Alistair Crowley, uh, even well, David Icke. My point is, making your point, our pastors don't even get it. <laughs> they don't even get it. We're the only opposition to all of this stuff. The we body of Christ is the opposition to it, and they don't get it, and they Amen. don't want to get involved. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I didn't mean to yell at you. That just means I'm excited. I'm not mad. Roger, come on in, then Jeff. Who would? Who is there to oppose evil other than the man of God? Where are they? <laughs> Go ahead, Roger. Maybe you just didn't take your hand down from before. Go ahead, Jeff. Coach, I witnessed this. I was up there hanging with them politicians that day, and you, we were just discussing this. Wouldn't most people say in this group, Angela on the Central Committee, that she's doing everything – she seems yep. like a good Christian woman to me. I like what she says. She's working yep. on Do you know that two of the women that are involved with this central committee crap, they both say they're Christian. They've both been at my car lot probably six or eight times. I've had prayer with both of them. They come in there wanting prayer. Oh, JC, pray for me. Well, when I mentioned after that event, I mentioned Angela's name and that I was going to check into this central committee thing about getting involved with this. Oh, you ought to hurt them. Oh, beware. Watch out for Started bad mouth, and I said, "Hold up!" I said, "Listen to me," and I give him my opinion on Angela. I said, "I've listened to her many mornings on the show. She's got some great points. She's she's a Christian woman." So I give the lady her name and phone number. I said, "Call her. Don't just run around bad mouth. Call her. She'll take your phone call, and you can talk to her. She's not evil." So Angela is not a go along to get along kind of girl. Yep, that's what they want. Yep. Go along to get along. It's about advancing the Republican Party. Because we heard it, they advance the Republican Party so that members of the committee can move up to higher positions. Wake the hell up! It's a hierarchy for them to climb and have more power, more perks, and more authority. That's what it's about. Amen. They don't care about the babies being murdered. State of Ohio. We couldn't even get the Republican Party to fight against issue one to stop the killing of unborn children. Republican Party wouldn't get behind it. Why? Because it ain't about what's right. It's about power. Dale. Well, hallelujah, Coach. Let's always go back to that old thing, man. You got to keep the cash cow fed. You cannot get rid of abortion because that's a big money market scheme for the Republican Party, Both right? Sides, so we got to keep... We gotta we gotta keep feeding that thing. Now, coach, here's I, I'm rewording that song. Something's happening here. What it is is becoming more and more clear. There's a man with God's word over there. He's telling me I've got to beware. Ha, hallelujah. Now, now coach, hey, hey, coach, listen. Yeah. This is my friend. You're going to meet this guy. I'm telling you, he is out of the box. He is now helping. I don't want to get too deep into the face things. As a former FBI, and he actually worked on the Kyle Rittenhouse case, the video side of it, right? I'm just telling you. We talk about the FBI. We talk about the president. We talk about the DOJ. We talk about the Homeland Security. All of these three-lettered entities, and I think Judah was kind of leaning towards, especially you talking about that false name, Nikki Haley. There's another three-letter entity in the government we never talk about. This guy said this. When they came and he had to work with them, he goes, they gave me the creeps. He goes, there was something about them. You ready? The CIA. Who's talking about the CIA, coach? 
these these people I think are probably, to me, my opinion, behind the scene, because we're not talking about it. We're just not talking about this group. And these people, they they subvert, they flip governments, and they are always out of the picture, right? Satan's yep, always amen. out of the picture, but you always see his puppet hand going. Amen, baby. <laughs> amen. Because why? We are ignorant of his devices. The church is not taught the devices of the wicked one. We don't even talk about the devil. We don't even talk about it. And so if we do, we think it's personal. You know, oh, he's after my children. He's after my finances. Oh, devil's after my health. Oh, my God. He ain't got time. Huh? Are you kidding me? Most of that stuff you've done to yourself. Let me see. Van's story. Come on in here, Kevin and Mark. Morning, Kevin. Good morning. Do you remember a guy by the name of Robert David Steele who used to be part of the CIA? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, of course, uh, he got he got to he got to speaking too much truth, and they uh, they ended up taking him out because of the COVID thing, and got him got put him on a ventilator and everything like that. But you know, oh, is that right? I didn't know that. Really? You know, yeah. He he he's no longer of this world, but uh, right. you know, he spoke a lot of truth, and he uh, one of the truths that he continually pressed on, and he called uh, Trump the accidental president. Um, but the, uh, the one of the truths that he pressed on a lot was the two-party duopoly that we've got that controls our country. And until we can, can until we can get a hold of that, of course, you know we are. There is an awareness coming about, and all these things are coming about. Yep. But uh, uh, you know the the only thing we can do, and and this is what you do so well, Coach, and this is why I love you so much. You press that the only thing that we can count on is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that Amen, is it. That is the only <clears throat> thing we can count on. And those who boldly represent him. But that's it. Boldly. And it, that's it. Boldly. Don't be afraid to speak it from the mountain, just like Randy, just like the, 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 there's some of us in here that are not afraid to speak his name publicly anywhere, anytime, anyplace. Amen. And, you know, back when I ran for Congress, you know, I, I got, I, I pulled 11% of the vote uh, from the sitting incumbent conservative. And, 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 but the problem was that people were not really ready for a real Christian. Not yet. Or somebody no, not, who was, not yet. No, they're not ready for it. Nope. Christians aren't ready for a Christian leader. Not no. really, they aren't. Amen. Thanks, Kevin. Blessings. Keep losing that weight. Mark Mattingly. <clears throat> Yeah, Coach, we saw in 2010 when you ran for uh, uh, Congress in the Ohio 18th District uh, that the Republican Party actively worked against you. They okay. actively worked so against you. you. Mark um, Madden didn't know this, folks. He was kind of my campaign manager. He put a lot of time in trying to get me elected. The Republican Party actively worked against me. Go ahead, Mark. Well, yeah, and and we we found out there was a uh, you know we did a post mortem, and I know your brother said well they said he couldn't win, but you know this is uh, Coach Dave uh, ran for Ohio State School Board, got over a million votes, and if he he did some things, I can't go into it because we'd have to set up some more time to. Uh, uh, share everything that uh, we did and everything that that happened, but uh, we we saw um, afterwards that the Republican Party definitely did not want a Christian in there. Actively worked against him in that campaign. Amen. So Amen. Um, I can testify to that. Thank God, Mark. I'd be dead if I'd have got elected. Thanks, man. Jack, <laughs> Jack, come on in. Yeah, without any big discussion, it's party over principle. And to 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 Dale's comment, it's L C I A D A. Al Qaeda. You that broke up right into that, Jack. Al C I A D A. That's right. Yeah. Hey, folks, that whole what happened? Radical Islam. That whole thing was cooked up too. God, come on, man. Come on. Come on, Martin. Yeah, hey, thanks, Coach. And yeah, here's the thing about uh, world leaders. I mean, the Bible is very clear. Uh, all one has to do is repent. Matthew 18. I mean, it's right there in Matthew 18. Is repent, um, do whatever is necessary to restore what was taken, 
during your rebellion, you repent, the forgiveness comes, the healing comes, all gets back to normal. Does that make sense, Coach? It does make sense. It makes it, we get back in a right relationship with God, but then we have the duty to to walk out that relationship. Correct. And uh, again, I think that's where that's where the problem comes. For the most part, we have made Christianity personal. Jesus told us to go into all the world and teach them to observe all I've commanded you, and lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. And modern American Christianity is about me, my, mine, and it, that's it. You and are so Lord, right. Lord bless me. So right. The Lord just blesses us, bless. And we look around and we see all this mess that's going on around it and not have anything to do with it. Right. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. That, that's, that's where I see we're in. It's 8 o'clock. Got to run. Pray for me. I'm going to be in front of those high school kids today. Don't give them heaven. See you tomorrow.